Hello and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web that we have looked up online. My name is Joe, I am the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I am the historian. And my name is Alex, I am your tech wizard. You know, I have to say, I really do kind of miss the whole three nerdy-ass paranormal investigators. I mean, yeah, we're ripping off Kurt Roll just a little bit, but I mean, it's all in love because we love them. No, yeah, true. I wasn't doing it for that. I was just, we're nerds. We really are. It's (laughs) It's it's something special. Guilty. But I changed it up and just went paranormal investigators because it was a paranormal podcast, so I figured I'd just switch it. And it works. You know, it all works. But all right, I'll go back. I like the, maybe we're just nerdy-ass podcasters. I don't know. No, that's exactly what we are. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so welcome to welcome back to another edition. Um, this week we are continuing our theme of the tour in the United States, going with the original 13 colonies. And last week we were on Kansas. Loved it. Guys gave us great stories. This week we're on Virginia. Yay! Virginia is for lovers and ghosts, guys, apparently. Yeah, right. You guys lovers of ghosts. Yep. There you go. Yep. Which is hilarious because when I was looking up stories, that was one of the taglines in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse what me, I still have the cough. Uh, we're never going to Somebody's always going to have the cough. It just doesn't go away. Exactly. So, okay. So, any announcements for this week that we... I don't think we got going anything going on or... So, we have jack shit nothing happening this week. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of okay with it. It is a, a much needed break. Mm-hmm. With that said, fall is coming. And with fall is going to bring more investigations and, of course, our busy season, so we will keep you all apprised on that. To be fair, we are setting up for, quote-unquote, the world's largest ghost hunt. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Trying to find and s- set up a space for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all due luck, we will be back at Madison Seminary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to getting into that summer. Unfortunately, again. it will not be on that day, though, because that is a public day. With that said... Go to Madison Seminary on the Worldwide Ghost Hunting Day because it is open to the public for a public tour, uh, and it it should be a whole heap of fun. Support them. It is a stellar place with stellar yes. people. Yes, and the owners are fantastic. Stellar people. ghosts also. I just have Except to... for that one that pushed me. I don't like that. Well, you know, <laughs> make sure that you uh, refer to the doctor up, that on, the, uh, dick. <laughs> up on the uh, third floor. Yes. Yes, because he doesn't like that. So he doesn't like that at all. Antagonize a little bit. Antagonizing oh, is fine. Provoking is something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's get into the subject. So, yeah. Today we went ahead and covered uh, Virginia, which was the next highest download total on our list after Kansas. You're welcome, Matt. I know you heard that. I'm going to go take care of the dog right now. <laughs> Yes, and our yeah. buddy Matt, who knows when all the, the dog noises happen. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> he said he loud and clear heard her kathunk her head on the table. Oh, you could definitely hear it. was loud. We didn't even have to call it out. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. loud. He was, knew what it was. <laughs> I was on my car on the way to work, and I play the podcast to become a better podcaster in the way I do sure, things. Sure, right. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, I'm intently listening, be like, man, we, all right, we really got into this. All of a sudden, dunk. I'm like, that was Ren. That's my dog. <laughs> so, yeah, so, how, we could have played off it. It was a ghost. But, right. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, yeah, who wants to go first? This we don't do that. Uh, I don't want to go first. You know what? I kind of do because I almost never go first. You can't go first then. So, let's do this. Okay, so I have got. Hmm? Last. 
Doesn't matter to me. Last? Okay, cool. So, you guys. Yes. You guys do you. I have decided to cover St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, Virginia. So the irony is, upon looking at all of these places in Virginia, right, I have passed through both of years on my original journey to finding the place that I wanted to cover. I love it. I love it. So the history... No all of it. Exactly. Sorry, go ahead. You're good. The history begins even well before the building stood. So back in the early 1700s, the Shawnee Indian tribe uh, lived very, very close to uh, part of the New River watershed. It's now called the New River watershed back then. It was just simply a place where the water was good shed. and they could grow some uh, crops, you know. Just a shed back then. Exactly. It was just a shed. <laughs> so uh, obviously living near water meant you survive. There's right. fish, there's water for your crops, there's all kinds of life, and you have a very nice way of getting around. So, of course, the European settlers decided that they wanted the watershed. As it always goes, there was a huge fight. The Shawnee Indians did, in fact, move off the land, but uh, this was in 1755, mind you. Um, the natives did, in fact, like I said, get run off the land, but not before they took out at least a dozen settlers with them. Hmm. So, you know what? They're going down swinging. <laughs> if I'm going down, you're going with me. <laughs> exactly. So, <clears throat> anyway, next up, after this uh, 1755 Native American-European settler battle, um, was the Battle of Cloyd's Mountain. It took place on top of the ridge that... Um, that actually the building now for real sits on. So there was a Union uh, bombardment, so place just where they would, you know, hold guns, hold ammo, hold black powder, things like that. And it was, of course, fortified. So um, this was literally one of the most significant battles of the Civil War that took place in Virginia. Yeah. And yeah, on, the battle itself. Yeah, yeah. On both sides of the fight... Uh, both Union and Confederates, they lost over 1,226 soldiers in this battle that took place in less than one square mile. I mean, crazy, crazy numbers of deaths. Um, so, time passes, 1892, George W. Miles actually constructs the building that will become St. Albans. Now, first and foremost, it was used as a Lutheran boys' school. Uh, Miles had envisioned a school that would, you know, raise up the future generation of Southern gentlemen. Well, it 100% didn't work out that way. So this guy was so incredibly demanding that these boys get amazing grades, top-notch grades, top-notch in all athletic pursuits, uh, football was the big one at, at that particular school at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So in order to meet these insanely unreasonable high demands, uh, the boys turned to some pretty extreme methods. Um, pretty soon, the school started being known kind of far and wide as being this super rough and super competitive school where not only was bullying and even hazing um, like condoned, <laughs> but they actually encouraged this kind of behavior. So while the school was you know, going about its merry way, securing numerous football championships, 
homicides, and suicides were like at an all-time high and rising. Like boys couldn't handle it. Varsity blues. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so, again, time goes by. Uh, the school closed in about 1911 after, uh, it was about eight years after the death of George Miles. So the school attempted, it stayed open and it attempted to kind of keep going, but without him pushing things, eventually the doors closed. Mm-hmm. And um, the place sat vacant for several years. Um, five years, actually, to be exact. And in 1916, Dr. John C. King purchased the property. And his dream was <clears throat> to convert the building into the nation's absolute top-notch, awesomest uh, mental institution. It was So he turned it into a psychiatric hospital. That's where it got its name, St. Albans. Uh, from there, uh, this man was like, you know, my patients are going to be treated absolutely phenomenally and fairly and good food and good good accommodations. They're going to have the absolute best. He even turned part of the property into farmland so that they would have the ability to have, like, little jobs and, you know, <laughs> exercise and be out in nature and things like that. So and he, I feel like they all start that way, right? Exactly, exactly. Good intention. <laughs> Before really, the malpractice <laughs> starts. He really wanted this place to be... A, a turning point in psychiatric treatment. Right. So, um, groundbreaking. Exactly. Unfortunately, <laughs> here we go. The 1900s is extraordinarily well known for horrendous psychiatric yeah. experiments and treatments. And this place, unfortunately, was no exception. They uh, did everything from uh, lobotomies to cutting open patients' skulls and basically just poking at various parts of their brains to see what would happen. Let's see if they twitch. Right, exactly. (laughs) No shit. Electroshock therapy was huge. Hydrotherapy was huge. And get this. They deemed... (laughs) Both together? Probably. Probably. You know, there was actually... Electrohydrotherapy? There was actually this interesting method where they would take and they would completely, basically mummify one of the patients in in frozen towels they would wet them and freeze them and then encase them in it and then in this frozen towel thing they would then put them into super steaming hot bathtubs hydrotherapy tubs and just leave them there for days and this was supposed to cure psychiatric conditions see what happened to the farmland in the three i know we're getting a little bit off topic i just i I love Every time we talk about like a psychiatric hospital or something that's dealing with mental illness, yeah. Every time you hear these doctors trying like outlandish, crazy shit. practices, thinking yeah. like, "Oh, this is gonna work. This is gonna be groundbreaking," and it's just baseline torture. Yes. <laughs> In reality, though, I I feel like at the time, I think I kind of understand it. I, I think that like they, they are trying anything to make anything work. Some I mean, yes, like that. maybe even electroshock shock therapy. Excuse me. Um, Maybe they thought they could get the rhythm correct in their brain or like, something. I, I that to me makes sense. But like waterboarding. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what are you doing? Well, hey, let me preface this by saying <laughs> I don't agree with it. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. I get I'm just right. saying I think I kind of understand where they're coming from. Where in that day and age, and there is no technology. True. They're just trying to make anything work. Right. Now, so catch this shit. What's really really interesting here is they had a uh, groundbreaking treatment for schizophrenia. So in the past, prior to this, 
Um, the, the best treatment for schizophrenia was an insulin overdose. So an insulin-induced coma for their patients. So <laughs> that cures it. <laughs> at some point, they decided that it would actually yeah. be safer for them, instead of doing uh, insulin-induced coma therapy, that they would do electroconvulsive therapy. <laughs> so this was a, a big thing. Uh, at, at the hospital's peak, right around the 1945 mark, St. Albans actually had about 6,500 patients and uh, 48 staff members. 48 for 6,500 patients. That's fucked up. Yeah. So as you can assume, um, <laughs> the patients who therapy and treatment was not killing them, they were being treated so horrendously because the staff was so incredibly short-staffed, so incredibly overworked, so frustrated, so just mentally defeated that staff and patients alike were opting out in record numbers. And this place was just a hotbed of death. Yeah. And that's all that was there. Um, yeah, so really, really, really bad, unfortunate shit. So, um... Green Acres is something. <laughs> right? Uh, the property became abandoned. To not be, huh? In, in the 1990s is when they yeah. finally moved. The property became abandoned. And it was actually purchased by a former patient in 2013. That's interesting. Yes. Former patient still owns the building to this day. Hmm. Uh, he has turned it into a massive renovation product where all of his interesting little macabre things fund the renovation and, and preservation of the building. So, yes, this is different. one of those places that you can go yes, to. Yes, you yeah. can visit this yeah. place. So uh, they have paranormal investigations, they have haunted house attractions, they have uh, lots and lots of spooky events that get held literally all throughout the entirety of the year. Uh, lots of different cons and things like that uh, happen there. So there's there's all kinds all kinds of crazy awesome shit. So going to the hauntings. This is interesting. So obviously clear as far back as you know Native Americans in the Civil War. Uh, the sound of gunfire, cannon fire, smoke. From you know the black powder, uh, misty apparitions of soldiers and men screaming out in pain, rising up from the ground, falling to the ground as if they've been shot. All of these things are super super common. There was a bowling alley in the basement of St. Albans, and there are two female spirits that are seen there, both um, heard and seen. So full body apparition, laughing, joking around, hanging out. One of them is believed to be. Uh, the daughter of a previous patient by the name of Allie. And the other one is, they believe, the spirit... I know Allie in a bowling alley is in that part. The spirit of a woman by the name of Gina Renee Hall, who on uh, June 28th of 1980 was uh, strolling down Hazel Hollow Road, which is right by St. Albans, and she tragically was murdered. Um, by a Oh, no, not by a ghost, oh. by a, a horrible human being. Oh. Don't be so judgy, Joe. I'm just asking. Um, visitors to St. Albans have reported being touched, pinched, pushed, having their hair tugged, feelings of dread and fear in the hydrotherapy bathrooms, feeling dizzy, confused uh, at various places in the hospital, specifically like, like operating gallery. 
Um, Odd. Hearing voices, seeing full-bodied apparitions that uh, one of them actually seemed to be fleeing down a hallway and then jetted down a staircase as if it was a oh, patient wow. who was, like, fucking running away. Like, see, I'm out. <laughs> nope. Um, along with full-bodied, full-on full disembodied conversations. So, like, us sitting here talking, yeah, yeah. only there ain't nobody there. Um, okay. Screams, footsteps. Uh, the hospital is, is just this massive, massive maze of hallways and doorways, uh, which they say makes it one of the most active and dangerous haunts on the east coast of the U.S., uh, you can pay a visit yourself by booking at stalbansvirginia.com. And I also want to um, special thank colonialghosts.com because I did a lot of my research and, and got a lot of information directly from their site. <coughs> mm-hmm. And they have, um, they have stories about all kinds of awesome colonial-type yeah. things. And they are friggin' awesome, and they do a ton of research. <laughs> And I love them, and you definitely need to visit their site. Huh. And I will post that on our Facebook page uh, here in a little bit. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting story. It, it, it still just boggles my mind. The, 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 the Obviously, I'm not taking away from their experiences because they have experienced it, and I'm not trying to take away because obviously they experienced something. Right. But the, hey, I had a full-bodied, or I had this conversation with this ghost that wasn't even there. Right. To me, that boggles my mind because... If you're listening now and you're a paranormal investigator, as we all here at the table, when you're talking to someone and they have that weird aura or presence, you get that sense. Yeah. That something right here, this isn't... And, like, I know all of us are trying to set up our phones, be better people, but in that instance, wouldn't you pull out your phone and just take a little picture? Right. Something right here. Hold on. Let's let me see. So there was a different story that I was, that I was considering covering, but I didn't, I didn't find enough of the information. A lot of the information that I found uh, did not match up. Like one site had one story and another site had a different story. It didn't match. So I wanted to delve more in the history before I actually talked about it. So I I could get the facts correct. Yeah. But this story was talking about, um, a different haunted place in Virginia, and a, a couple lived there, and the wife unfortunately passed away first, and the husband would still have visitors over to the house because he was a reverend, so yeah. people would come over, you know, to talk and to Bible study and things like that, and uh, some people that he would meet that were just, you know, brand new to the area didn't realize that his wife had passed away. And at one point or another during their conversation, these people would stand up and walk into another room just like they knew where they were. And they would come back 15 or 20 minutes later, um, you know, still still commenting about the amazing conversation they just had with this woman in a red dress. And the reverend's wife's favorite dress was red, Hmm. which back in that day was a huge issue because they thought red was the devil's color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm left-handed, so I know all about that. Right. <laughs> Same teeth. Yeah. So, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Nice story. Good yeah. job, Teresa. Good shit, man. So, all right. Go with uh, Right. Mine is more of a... It, it's got ghosts in it and everything, but it's more of a mystery. Uh, it centers around Gatsby's Tavern and City... Oh, well, yeah, the Gatsby's Tavern and Museum, actually. Cool. A uh, little bit of history about the tavern. Um, it's a... Georgian-style Gatsby's Tavern was built in 1785 by John Wise, but the building was, building was leased by John Gatsby in 1792. This is when it called Gatsby's Tavern. Cool. Uh, little history about it. It's an old 
Town Tavern in Alexandria, an establishment was visited by famous famous people such as John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and James Moreau. Marquis de Lafayette is said to have been included in the festivities of the tavern when he toured the United States in 1824. No, uh, those are some seriously famous names. However, the visit by George Washington, who frequented the tavern and attended the balls there, are who the, during the museum tours you will hear mostly about them. Mm. Uh, but there is one famous, I guess you could say famous, story from there. Mm. It's about the strange woman. Interesting. Uh, this, I myself the, was a strange woman, so I would like to hear about her. <laughs> uh, this room happened and is included on the tour. It's in room eight of the Gatsby Hotel. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming you guys know heard about the story, or I actually did okay. not read this story. Okay. Uh, Vaguely. The only part, if I'm not mistaken, it's in the Gadsby Tavern, but the museum portion, not Kind of. The, it's the old hotel yeah. kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Basically in, I, I can't remember the date, uh, it was in 1816. Oh, okay. It was the year okay. that this happened. Uh, a woman and her husband showed up in the town, rented room eight, and then the woman came down with a sickness. Oh, no one knew this woman. No one knew the husband. They never knew their names. But apparently the husband was going around town and was very personable, very you know jovial, got to know a little bit of the people. And when they got to the room, immediately called for the doctor. Wow. His wife was sick. Interesting. So, doctor said they didn't know what was wrong with her, blah, 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 blah. And then I think within six months she died. Hmm. And passed away. Did she stay there? Like, were they there the whole time? They were there the whole time. And supposedly, when she passed away, the husband shut himself in the room, stayed in there with his wife. And then came out afterwards and said, it is done. She is gone. However, he requested that he be the one to bury her. Put her in a coffin, dig the grave, seal the coffin, bury her. They obliged. I mean, on one hand, you want to be like, okay, that's dedication to your wife. But on the other hand, you want to be like, what did he do to her that he didn't want other people to find well, out? Well, the doctor said she had passed away before he had left the room. So she was gone. Wow. So there was no nefarious right. things with that. Right. That's However, crazy. they accommodated him, said, yeah, go ahead, do it. He buried her. The tombstone, it's a little bit different because it never refers to her by name. It refers to her as the strange woman. No one ever knew the names of these two. And they said they went to great lengths to protect them, their identities. That's crazy. No one knows why. They've never been able to figure it out. But to this day, since that happened, and oddly enough, once he buried her to cover the cost of the, the funeral, he took out a loan from the bank, filed the loan under the National Bank of Britain. Wow. The Royal Family Bank. <laughs> oh, shit. It, of course, bounced. <laughs> well. But he got the know. money. And... He split town. Wow. So, there within lies the mystery. Because a guy wrote a book about it. Um, it's actually the the strange woman in the Alexandria Hotel. Uh, he wrote a book about it and said that he actually, the guy who filed for the loan, who gave the guy the loan, actually tracked this guy down. Hmm. And found him in prison in Sing Sing. What? Which how you go from Alexandria, Virginia to Sing Sing. That's not a little something. 
that dude would have had to be a paranormal investigator because he was <laughs> <laughs> skipping and jumping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, he found him there and said that the guy's accent was on point. His looks were on point, and that was the guy who did it. Um, it was found out later that that may have been a big old farce. There has been a lot of theories about this that they one of the guys. I'm trying to put it in perspective because I read it a long time ago and I didn't write down notes. But the, one of the stories is that the husband actually hypnotized the woman because she was in love with his brother. Oh, wow. And hypnotized her and then did this whole scam to get the money because it was 1500 bucks to cover it. Oh, wow. Well, back, back in that day, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of, money. of money. Right. So he did it all to get the money. Wow. Um However, some famous people have been attached to it. Theodosa Burr. Oh, really? Who is Aaron Burr's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that is. Uh, yeah, she is. It's, some people have speculated that it was her because she disappeared in a ship that went off coast and was never seen again. So are they thinking that... Insurance fraud! <laughs> that there was, in fact, no woman ever buried there at all? They've never actually dug up the grave to look. Uh, wow. Because here's the weird part. Years after her death, there was still money being sent to the gravesite to clean up her grave. Until one day, the money stopped. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they assumed that the husband finally met his demise or whatever. Yeah, that was that, right. And, yeah. But it's labeled there. It's a historic site now as the strange woman. To the point that a beer company has made a beer off this. What? The Black Veil. Oh, my gosh. I've heard of that. That is actually a beer that they actually made for that story. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's it's. They've said that you can actually see her in the actual hotel. Uh, candle standing in the window, or she's standing there with a the candle. Uh, there's a lit candle in the window, and there's no one in there because it's not inhabited now. Uh, yeah, they they don't say anything like you're seeing her walk around town or anything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, but you can see apparitions of her. There's this one lady or one girl who worked there. She was a teenager, and. <laughs> Said her own account of the story. Said that she was closing one night and went to go get the guest trays of food to clean it up. Turned around and there was a woman standing there in a black veil. She dropped the trays, ran out, never went back. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, just kind of scared her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. So, yeah, the female stranger is actually what it's, na- what it's named. That's um, really interesting. And apparently the, the how he inscribed the, the gravestone was different too because he actually put this long version and a Bible verse on it that had to relate to salvation in a weird way. So it was kind of, yeah, it was just a whole bunch of weird things and that's, that's where the, so the stories come in at that it was uh, insurance fraud or... Like, life insurance fraud or if, there was someone trying to run and hide that's what, I'm saying. Like, uh, what if there was no woman even buried there and it was some sort of fraud thing for the money and then like who in the hell's apparition are, are people seeing yeah 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 don't know that's Nobody knows. so and cool. that's the thing to this day it has not been solved it's an ongoing mystery which there's been a lot of theories with it as there are with mysteries dude but no I one's ever actually need solved need to know uh, at this point and the book I was referencing was The Ghost of Alexandria by Michael Pope hmm. um, there's also another one uh, The Female Stranger and Archibald Mercer Mystery by Andrew Mills hmm. uh, this site that I used which was alexandriasghost.com uh, cited both of those as great reads for this story. Um, cool. 
I hope I did it justice. I know I kind of get rambled on, especially when I don't take notes. That's on my own. But, uh, yeah, I thought that story was really fascinating with as many mysteries and as many famous people that was tied into it. Absolutely. Uh, it seems like a hot spot. And, yeah, yeah I just struck it as, like, that's yeah. wicked cool. I so. really want to find out now. Yeah, right. is, so do I. Is there someone in that grave? And, and that's, you know? that's kind of like my bread and butter. I know I've said in previous podcasts I don't get into conspiracy theories, but I really kind of do because it makes me think. I mean, it makes me kind of like, like rabbit hole kind of thing. I remember <laughs> the British royalty or something crazy like that. You know, Which I that's mean, what some people thought and they were trying to hide. Yeah. Uh, that's where Theodosa Burr comes in at. Yeah. Uh, thought that maybe she was trying to hide from all the hubbub of what was going on at the right. time. Uh, there was speculation, like I said, the weird lover's triangle that happened with the one guy I mean Black Arts was also accredited to it wow so okay. <laughs> now I, I just really need to know yeah it's just an it's interesting important. story that kind of kind of pulls you down that rabbit hole a little bit okay. so yeah that's my story I love it that's a good one that's a good little mystery fan diddly so what I have is probably the first story in history where I will not give the address there is no name to the building um, it is a private residence okay. in Portsmouth, Virginia. If you would like to look up this story, you can do that on your own free will. However, I will not be giving an address being as it is a private residence. Yeah. Uh, but it is the story of the Portsmouth poltergeist. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in order to start with that, I guess we'll kind of... Theoretically, describe what a poltergeist is. Oh, yeah. Uh, poltergeist oh, yeah. comes from the German language. It is a mixture of poltern, uh, which is to make a sound, and geist, which is ghost or, seri- or spirit. <laughs> poltern. Like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is actually translated, as we all know, to noisy ghost or loud spirit. Um, this story <laughs> revolves around a man named... <laughs> Uh, where did his name go? See, this is why I take notes, so I don't have to flip through. No, I, I, I literally <laughs> had it, and it just disappeared. <coughs> no, but I love that, because paranormal art. Uh, what is that? Oh, it's because I scrolled down to see where the... Uh, Poltergeist, yeah. Uh, uh, Poltergeist to me means scary object because that's how I grew up knowing Poltergeist was from the freaking movie. From the movie. So when it's like noisy spirit, I just think of like, ah, it's just that Poltergeist. It's just... (laughs) Either way. So this story revolves around a man named Cleveland Harmon. Um, The story starts out in September of 1962. Uh, This was the first encounter slash whatever dealing that he had with this. Uh, In September of 1962, when he was 13, uh, Mr. Harmon was living with his great-great-grandparents, Annie and Charlie Doherty. Great-great. Those are some old folks. In a single-story rental home in Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh, And as he recalls the first incident, incident, uh, his quote was, I was coming home from school, some guys were chasing me, probably because I had girls hanging around me all the time, <laughs> like most guys would say, right? Yeah. Uh, he said he ran up the stairs on the porch, the screen door was open, he dropped the books on the floor, he could smell grandma cooking in the back fresh apple pie. Then, 
the books flew over the top of his head. Uh, hmm. His grandma said, what are you doing throwing books all over? <laughs> he said that he didn't throw them. <coughs> she thought he was fibbing. Yeah. She put him in the corner. Because <laughs> that's how shit happened back then. Yep, yeah. yep. Back then. I was born in 1980. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, that carried over to the 80s. <laughs> we know it that. Sure uh, then the next afternoon, uh, <laughs> he was sitting in the floor of the living room with his grandfather and his grandma. Uh, they had their pipes. They both smoked corn cob pipes mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, they had their tobacco can sitting up on the mantle to keep him from reaching it. Uh, as he was sitting there wondering where he can get tobacco... Uh, when the can flipped over and rolled to the floor. Uh, his grandma was stunned. There was no explanation. <laughs> and, and that's just how that went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nope, didn't happen. Right. Events continued and slowly became talked about by the neighborhood. Uh, Helen Davis <coughs> was a woman that lived across the street from the Doherty's, uh, and she still lives in Portsmouth. Um... She and her neighbor were walking home from church when she had been talking to the neighbor and she quoted saying that things were being thrown into the street. Uh, She walked over and the grandfather was so glad that they came over because apparently he had not slept in two nights. Oh, wow. That's how... (laughs) crazy this house was. I wouldn't be that past two hours. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, let's see here. I'm very curious, like, what it was, who it was. That I was just like seeing the kids reaction when the, the tobacco can flew like, off. Oh, He's like, see, I told you. <laughs> I got put in the corner for that bullshit. I really didn't know the books, see? Uh, so, yeah. There are plenty of things that happened. At that point, that was the same day that she had literally... She walked over. Uh, they entered the home to find a couple th- the couple sitting in their living room amongst shattered belongings. Uh, expressions of relief on their face told her that they were glad for the intrusion <laughs> and for concerned neighbors. Uh... Mr. Doherty exclaimed that he had no idea of what was happening or how it was happening. Uh, While they were in the Doherty's home, Mrs. Davis claimed that a set of salt and pepper shakers jumped from the table and crashed to the floor. Uh, While standing in another room in the house, a rocking rocking chair had started rocking on its own. Um, And then the phenomena of all phenomena, a mattress on the bed, started spinning as if something was turning it. What the fuck? <laughs> that was the point where the two neighbors fled from the house. <laughs> right? Don't come rocking if you see this mattress knocking. Um, That's just crazy. Now, interestingly enough, later that day, the family so, had alerted the authorities who came to investigate, bringing two police dogs with them. Uh, the officers stood outside the home. The dogs, however, would not enter the house and just whined at it. Finally... An officer forced one of the dogs into the house. Returning moments later, the officer reported that he saw nothing. He saw nothing happen other than being hit in the leg by some unknown object. Mrs. Doherty simply replied that if he stuck around long enough, he'd be hit by all kinds of things. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a female ghost, right? 
I like that. I didn't say anything, although I did get hit in his leg by an object. But <laughs> see uh, something, bro. So that said, round about the same time, uh, the word had gotten along to a reporter at the Virginian pilot named Joseph Phillips. Um, he claims that after he entered the house a skeptic, he left a believer. Um, dodging cups, vases, and tobacco cans, he could not explain what he had witnessed with his own eyes. This was the day he said that he began to believe in ghosts. Well, yeah. <laughs> the photographer accompanying Mr. Phillips confirmed the experience. Uh, he states that he walked down the hallway and things simply flew here and there, crashing and often breaking with no explanation of how it was happening. Jesus. It's Jeeves. That's what it is. <laughs> All the Harry Potter fans. Now, <laughs> what I will tell you is it doesn't take much. If you look around, you will find the address of the place. It is in the articles that the article that I looked up cited. However, being as it's a private residence, I don't feel the need right. to we pass need along to it. Outside, yeah. yeah. We don't want to send people there. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I would... Although, sounds like they'd be happy to have us there. I would, but I would, maybe. <laughs> I would super, super hope that, that whatever was going on back then is, is not going on anymore and that those people aren't having to deal with that. Um, if, if they are, I hope that, you know, they reach out and find somebody who can help them without turning it into a, you know, fucking circus. Although, it has raised an NRC question in my head. If you were done. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Carry on. When, you, when we originally stated the term poltergeist, just a noisy, loud spirit. Now I'm looking back on it, everything I've ever heard of poltergeist, I've automatically thought of evil evil entity. From that story, it just sounded like it was just, for all intents and purposes, a jackass. Yeah, there you go. I so, just like to create mischief. Realistically, now that we are all past the child stage of life and we are all adults and we have watched different shows and read different things and kind of formed our own opinions. And experienced um, different paranormal activity for ourselves. The idea of a poltergeist is not so much good normal level. Uh, right. The idea of a poltergeist is just a ghost that can make shit move. Right. All right? Which, <laughs> which, to me, just dives right into... How do they do it? What's the energy? Where do they get the energy from? How do they expend energy? You know, how, how quickly do, does, does, you know, if a spirit picks up something and throws it across the house. You saw the movie Ghost, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, spe- Patrick Swayze tells all. He right? does, right? He knows it all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, a, if a ghost is able to pick something up and, and throw it across the house, how much energy does that take? And, you know, does that wear them out? And how much time does it take to gain the energy back? And... You know, there's there's so many questions about how exactly does that work. Well, not only that, but if it's on limestone or ley line where they can get is it an endless battery? Yeah. Then yeah, it's a, is it an endless battery? Battery can they just and right. float through everything? I don't know. And to be fair, so like we've talked about this, right? Yeah, kind of to an extent, because like even when we were when we've gone to certain places, we've we've <laughs> <laughs> even when we've gone to certain places, we've been like you know. You go to these haunted places and you pay for a private investigation, but knowing that a group was there literally the night before, right. Mm-hmm. Did, right. did said spirit, if it's not sitting on a ley line or limestone or have batteries, yeah. did, sped, did said spirit spend itself? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to get you know less activity because they're worn the heck out from the night before? Well, we kind of did it at a couple of locations. That the and the idea is yeah. true. also... 
do they get tired of answering the same fucking questions. question every and that's night? That's why I know I, I do this like you guys do, change up the questions and try to find something else yeah, yeah. to talk to them about because, yeah, I'm here. What I will say yeah. that... <laughs> what I will say that I like, that I've noticed a lot more of the places, um, the in- I don't know whether you want to call them investors, the owners of these haunted places yeah. that let you come in and investigate their property. Um, what I will say that they've begun doing, or a lot of them have turned towards doing, that I do appreciate is um, they'll tell you the history of the building. Yeah. They don't tell you yeah. the hauntings. Yeah, Agreed. don't tell me that. I don't yeah. want to hear it. And as a paranormal investigations group, I don't want to, like, outside of, hey, uh, if you've got an extra camera, put it up in this hallway because yeah. we tend to get a lot down here. Yeah. Like, don't tell me any more than that. Tell me where the hotspots are. Don't tell me the history of the hotspots. Because I feel like, as paranormal investigations groups, if we hear a story and we hear, hey, we said this or we asked this and we got responses relating to this... Um, what it does is for a lot of groups that'll pigeonhole them until yeah. like their mm-hmm. whole EVP session is that pigeonhole. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's no learning anymore when you're just like yeah let me talk to Sarah I don't care about the rest of you. you know? Well yeah we had that in the last investigation where we were like all right we're not getting a hitch from this thing let's try this and see what comes up and then boom. Yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so. yeah I I wholeheartedly agree with that I don't want. I don't want to base my investigation off of somebody else's results. I want to see if I can get my own. I want to see if I can build rapport with the spirits that are there and get them to um, answer the questions that I have. I think what a lot of people don't realize also is that the land itself is always older than the building. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Therefore, (laughs) just because you hear stories and people have answers doesn't mean that you should change how you go into a building that you don't know anything about. Right. You know, ask broad general questions. You might get something that the last group did not get simply because they were in that pigeonhole. Yeah, Yeah. are you, are okay, so, you know, we go into a, a house that used to be a mortuary. Well, did you die here? Yeah. Well, of course you didn't die here. It's a mortuary, but you know what? Maybe the person who lived in that place before it was a mortuary or who lived on that land in a tent when it was just travelers passing by or maybe this is where i got picked off in this fight exactly then they built a building over top of me kind of pissed off about that right i (laughs) I mean it sounds generic but i like to ask generic questions like hey what's your name (laughs) what's keeping you here do you like this place the 1950s but it might also be there from the 1850s that's the funny part about being a paranormal investigator is when you said basic questions in life we like to ask basic questions because that's how you get to know somebody. Mm. But when you're dealing with a dead who can't respond, you have to be more than just basic. <laughs> you can't True. be pumpkin spice latte when you're. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, yes. And, well, <laughs> well, the same way though that you can't be basic, you can't be like Too diving into a hole, specific. right? Right. Because then you you don't have the ability to find anything else. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I mean, that's general basic life. I mean, if you right if, if you're in a haunted building and you keep asking for Paul, David isn't going to ah, answer because that's not his name. <laughs> I also think that it varies from situation to situation. Like say say you go into like a private residence, okay? Right. And, and you know the history of the house, you know how many um I'm going to go into that EVP session a lot different than say say if we go to like Waverly again or something like that. 
where you know that 80,000 people have died there. Oh, you don't yeah. ask for names in a building yeah. where 80,000 people yeah. have died. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't even know the names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're erasing 79,999 yeah. because you're focused on one. Yeah. 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 No, I wholeheartedly agree, and that's why I don't tend to. So for me, Unless it's it varies on the place. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess is yeah, what I'm trying I mean, to get if, at. If somebody has gotten a name in the past of, of something, I might say, you know, throw a shout out to that person. Hey, are you here? But I, I want to know about everybody. I, I don't I don't just want to know about one person. No, I want to know what's actually at the place, not mm-hmm. just who somebody thinks is at the place. And, well, I mean, Point these, in case, last time we did that. All of right. these questions that I have about energy and the way that they are able to manipulate objects and, you know, send out their voices and <coughs> even, even, you know, become apparitions, become no. solid. I want to know how they do this. And I don't think just trying to pigeonhole myself into talking to one person is going to answer that question. And no. it's, it's not just us. And I hope that everybody that listens to us kind of understands that. Um the paranormal hobby as a whole, um, the more we pigeonhole, the less questions we will have answered. True. Oh, yeah. It, this, just, I hate this term, but you kind of got to go into it with an open mind. Right. Because if you go into it with a closed mind, that's how you get pigeonholed. That's how it's only like, it's like a trigger. Boom. And you're stuck on that. You're flatlining for the rest of the time. So you know what? Here is <coughs> Here is my challenge to our listeners. The next time... You go on an investigation, doesn't matter where it is, rather than saying, you know, hey, what year were you born? Yeah, you can go ahead and say that, but ask them, how do you gain energy? Ask. The only way we're going to get answers is if you ask. Well, even so, technically, if you look at it in this way, the year they were born is inconsequential because they're ghosts. Exactly. So technically, they were born on the day they died. Back, so you gotta ask them what so. they did you do? <laughs> yeah, so Fair. honestly, ask them how they gain energy. Ask them whether or not they have the ability to manipulate objects physically. You know, ask relevant questions that we yes. want answers to. Ask them the same way you would in life. Ask them current questions, not pretext questions. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Not, hey, are you still here? Uh, what year did you die? Yeah. Like, um, they probably don't want to talk about that. You know what? I think my most common question in every EVP session that I've ever done is, "Do you like hey, to right. It's not even that. It's, is there anything you want to say? Yeah. If we ask relevant <laughs> questions, we can get relevant answers. He does do that. I've heard him do that. It's kind of like a, so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, buddy, why don't you start the conversation this time? <laughs> I, I think it's important that if we're going to get these answers that we ask the correct questions. No, I agree. Totally agree. I mean, hell, I live my life on that. So. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be why people just don't just shake their head at me sometimes, just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> also, kind of as a uh, pre-end point, uh, if you have not gone back and listened to our previous episodes, what I can tell you is I also hit up Virginia in our forest episode. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, if you go back and you listen to the, I believe, the second forest episode, you will hear about the old house woods. That is also in Virginia. So ah, there's yes. a lot going on in Virginia. Yeah. My forest pick was in California, which was our an episode for us as well. So. I can't remember because I'm old. But, uh, That's fair. <laughs> I don't remember which one you did in the States. I remember you did the one in Ireland. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, 
but we yeah, no. weird ones in the states. I am still floored by the fact that the the Irish Irish Ireland the blah, 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 the government of Ireland the, the Irish government oh, well, they... <laughs> built a highway around see a bush. I'm not so floored by that because governments are no. <laughs> For me, the fun Let's part is it. just that they they deliberately had to go and spend millions of dollars more than what they were going. This is to. what you don't understand, and I barely understand it. But what I can tell you is that, <laughs> and what I can tell you is that. Living in Scotland for two years, even being as young as I was, they fully believe that shit. Oh, it yeah. is a different fucking ball game uh-huh. over there. I it mean, is. It is it. not like bumps and bruises in the night. It is yeah. like fucking that place is haunted. Stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even our own history of our own government is filled with that. Look how many places that are haunted that the government's just like, no, nobody's going there. Well, let's like, also <laughs> discuss the fact that uh, the U.S. government just supposedly dropped the bomb about uh, UFOs being real. <clears throat> no, they didn't. The, the people really misunderstood. Hey, that. we're leaving it alone. <laughs> we're not touching UFOs. This is not an alien that's podcast. This is ghost podcast. <laughs> I, could, but that's but yeah. I could go on and on about that shit. All right, so <laughs> what? Maybe Mo- in a special edition. <laughs> yeah, I think... I don't know. I had a moral um, of the story speech, but I lost the moral of the story speech when you started talking about UFOs. Sorry, my bad. You started talking about I just corrected you. I did not. No, it was she only, said it. it was only, <laughs> I fucked up. All right, so where are we going next week? Um, yes, I want to know. What do we want to do? Uh, we've got we've got options. Uh, I like the fact that we've finally gone back to the thirteen colonies. But if we go through the stats overview and in the kind of order that we've been doing, um, then at that point we would be going to Utah. Utah. We have listeners in Utah? Utah is our next highest listener count. Here, I was thinking that's not the 13 colonies I was going for, but all right. Right. So, hey, Utah, you got it. We can... Dude, I'm in love. Let's do Utah. Fucking Utah it is. I literally know no one in Utah. I don't know that I do either. I probably have family members there, but I don't know them. So, So all of you 50 people that listen to us in Utah, like, we appreciate (laughs) you, because we don't know who you are, and you don't know us. And you know what? (laughs) Hop on our Facebook and say hello. Like, drop your state or something. Let's let's make a post. We do want to hear the hellos. All right? We want to hear those more. We want to... We want people to oh, show yeah. up on our Facebook, No Lights Paranormal yeah, Network, yeah. drop a line, say hello. Please, say hello. Say what you want to hear about. Yeah. Talk to us on there. We'll, we'll put you in the podcast. We will we'll, we'll not put you, you in the podcast. Well, maybe, because if you have a really cool story that you want to share with us, we might just yeah. have the technology to uh, phone a friend. We have to be getting smarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're just gonna have to look to your alchemist of audio. <laughs> Three weeks, man. <laughs> I know. Right? I don't care. Right. It's good. Whatever. <laughs> but no, we do love it. It does look like we're going to Utah next week. Um, yeah. To be fair, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I, I don't know anything about Utah. I, I know it's like the Mormon state, right? No, I 100 know what I'm doing. That might in Utah. be a little different story, but yeah. I'm excited and I want to do this. And yes, absolutely. My wife already has a story for Utah. That 
I do. I All have right. a story for Utah. <laughs> How bored were you this past? No, no, dude. dude. No disrespect to Utah. <laughs> it's a really, really interesting story, and, it, and I'll get into it next week. No, I think what happens is we all look around, right? Like, we know that eventually we're going to go to all 50 states. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that's also, valid. I mean... My we, wife has squirrel syndrome, okay? So she's like, yeah, let me check every state. We What's have the to top shout 10? out to some of the, you know, paranormal investigators who have made it to, you know, pop popular levels that we may or may not ever get to you know let's talk about um let's talk about project fear these guys are fabulous and they just recently did something in utah that is badass and i love these guys and they did yeah they sure did okay okay <laughs> i'm just gonna let it slide till next week i love how she's all hyped up about it more like we're waiting for the story. No, I'm excited, but I can't tell you until we get to the Utah State one. So yeah, I was next legit week, waiting week. for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. Oh, and and yeah, watch those guys support them. They're awesome. Okay, so with that, sorry, my watch at the table didn't mean it could be loud in your guys' ears. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but Oops. with that, I think we've come to an end with this week's episode. Yes. Teresa, give us the socials. So you can find us at nolightsparanormal at gmail.com or you can find us at No Lights Paranormal on Facebook, uh, No Lights Para on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah, I need to get a hold of that and do that. By the way, Mr. Musk, that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, fully support. Fully support this whole Elon Musk thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> actually, let me correct you, all right? It's not No Lights Para. It's No Lights Ghosts on X. No, it's not. Four months. <laughs> Four months. I love it. I really did make it No Lights Pearl, though. All right. Well, it's at No Lights no Ghosts. No Lights Ghosts. At No Lights Ghosts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. People were like, I'm trying to find you on Twitter. I can't. I'm right, so right? sorry. <laughs> and that's why you can't, because I'm not the tech one. So I should be the one saying it. I'm the tech guy. She's the historian. Yes, and clearly the historian can't even remember her own Twitter site. No, you're never on Twitter. So. <laughs> I'm not, ever, really. All right, but that's all for us tonight. We love you guys so much. Thank you very much for all of your support. Matt, we see you. Mike, we see you too. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Don't say it. We'll see you next week, Utah. And don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. And don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. Dear Lord.